Praise God. In Genesis 1.28, God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. The blessing that God blessed them with is the blessing that we are blessed with. For if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. We talked last week just for a while how that God, even though we've been through some things, we've been through fire, we've been through water, some of us have been through some earthquakes. But what God has done, He's brought us into a place of rich fulfillment. He's brought us into a wealthy place. And God has a place just like that for you and me where we fit and where we can flourish. And in this wealthy place is not only being in the right place, amen, but it's also having a glorious condition in the place that he's called you to be. See, when God calls you into a place of rich fulfillment, he's going to provide for you and he's going to make sure that your condition is spot on. Can you say amen? So it is not up to me or you to decide our place. It's up to us to discover our place. And we identify our place by the graces that he's put on the inside of us. And Abraham went to the right place at the right time to offer up his son Isaac on Mount Moriah. And in place of Isaac being offered, there was a ram in the thicket. Thank God for rams in the thicket. And what, what Abraham called that place was, he called that place Jehovah Jireh. Amen? The Lord's presence, the Lord's provision shall be seen. And so the provision came when Abraham is, was in the right place and doing the right things. And it's no different for you and it's no different for me. We're looking at then some of the qualifications for greater blessing in our life. One thing we looked at is obedience. If you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. But another absolute foundation, if you will, for qualification for the blessed life is found in Proverbs 28 and verse 20. So I want you to look at that with me this morning. Proverbs 28, 20 says that a faithful man shall abound. What shall a faithful man abound with? Now, if you, if you took time to look up that word abound, you'd see that that word abound means overflow. It means more than enough. Not just what you need, but beyond where you need. Not just enough, but more than enough. It's what Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. This life is the overflowing life. This life is the life of the much, much more. The psalmist had insight into it. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And my cup is... My cup is doing what? Notice with me, he didn't say my cup is full. He didn't say it's all the way to the brim. But he said, my cup is running over. Oh, hallelujah. You know, that's what happened to Abraham and Lot. They had too many camels. They had too many goats. I mean, they had too much for the land that they were in. So they had to split up and take different lands in different places. That's because God is the God of the too, too much. Peter had 
too much fish, too many fish. He had that ship sinking, net breaking blessing where there was an overflow, more than enough fish that they couldn't handle. Their nets began to break. The monkeys around the world have too many bananas. Amen. And if God will feed the monkeys, he's sure enough going to feed us. Look at your neighbors. He's a God of too much. Now, who's going to experience this? Who's going to experience this? Back to Proverbs 28, 20. The faithful will experience this. The faithful man, the faithful woman are those that will abound with blessings. The NIV says a faithful person will be richly blessed. Not just blessed, but richly, abundantly, and magnificently blessed. Now, when they train pilots in aviation, they train them not to get fixated on certain instruments. That's why they put them under the hood and they train them and all hell breaks loose under the hood. And if they fixate on one of the instruments, the likelihood of them crashing is very high. Why? Because their eyes are off the whole picture. And I think sometimes we in the body of Christ fixate only on the blessing part. There's a lot of talk about the blessing part, but I don't think there's enough talk about the faithfulness part. You know, we, we, get, we get blessed when we think, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men are going to give to my bosom. Yeah, but have you given? Huh? Understand this, that the blessing part is his part, but the faithfulness part is my part. And many people, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, this is a message to build you up, not to bum you out. But many good Christians simply do not qualify for more because they haven't been faithful with what they've been given already. And you know, it's not about crying. It's not about, you know, Pastor Tom and I having a healing line and, and, you know, pray for healing for your finances or, you know, it's not about that for you to get to more. It's about qualifying. And we can cry all we want. We can confess all we want. But if we're not faithful, we will not live in the fullness of the blessing that God has for us. And are we on the same page here? Now, Luke 16.10 says this, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust also in much. Now listen, it's what do we do? How do we handle what God's given us? No matter how small, no matter how large, it is. See, size is not the issue. There's people in this church that have five talents. There's others that have two talents. Then there are some that have one talent. But you see, it's not the size that matters. It's the faithfulness that matters. This is what qualifies us. Oh, man, I'm telling you what. It's not the size of the gifting. It's not who knows about it. That's not the issue. 
It's what we do with the abilities and the opportunities that are afforded to us. And every one of us have doors of opportunities. The Lord will knock on the door of your heart and he will show you a door for you to go through. And oftentimes that door is a door of service. And when you obey by opening up your heart and you allow him to come in and to deal with you, you are showing him your heart. Having a heart to love God. Having a heart to serve him. Having a heart to fulfill all the things that God's put in you to do. Every one of us, we want to hear well done. How many want to hear well done? But it's unreasonable, it's not reasonable to think that we're going to hear well done if we haven't been faithful. Now the good news is this, you can make adjustments. You don't want to wait till you get there to change. He's not back yet. We can do something about it right now. Amen. So, are all faithful? Are all faithful? Is everyone faithful? Well, in Psalms 12:1, it says this, "Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men." The, the NIV says, Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. They vanished. Now, that's not necessarily talking about you, but it is widespread in the body of Christ that men and women are overriding their spirits and living for themselves rather than living for the Lord. And that came right out of my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In Proverbs 20, In verse 6 it says this, Men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. The Good News Translation says this, Everyone talks about how loyal and faithful they are, but just try to find someone who really is. So faith, faith and faithfulness, they're rare. I said they're rare. Make up your mind. You're going to be one of the rare kind. Who lives by faith. Who walks in faithfulness. Somebody says, well, I have been faithful. Praise God you have been. But I'm telling you what, God's not finished with any of us yet. I believe we can grow in faithfulness. We can grow in the anointing. We can grow in the grace of God to help us even be a greater blessing. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord God, make me a blessing. Make me a great blessing to my family, to my brothers and sisters, to my nation, to my church. Thank you, Lord, for making me a blessing. It's just a decision. See, faithfulness is not foreign to your recreated human spirit. God has placed inside of us the fruit of faith, which literally is faithfulness. All that needs to be done is it needs to be recognized and cultivated. Amen? So to be one of the rare ones, we need to know what it is. What is faithfulness anyway? 
Well, to be faithful simply means to be stable, means to be steady, it means to be reliable, it also means to be trustworthy and dependable. When we're talking about the word faithful and faithfulness, we're talking about the character of God. Oh, He is faithful. I said He, he is faithful. He is completely trustworthy. He's totally dependable. He's utterly reliable. And I'm telling you, folks, He is worthy of all your trust. Faith in a faithful God is a winning combination for the blessed life. Faithfulness is the foundation of the faithful ones who are going to live the blessed life. Amen. When we talk about faithfulness, we're talking about God. In Deuteronomy 7, he says, Know therefore the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God. What does He do? He keeps covenant. He keeps His covenant. And He keeps His mercy to those that love Him. And He keeps His commandment to how many generations? To a thousand generations. Oh, hallelujah. This next verse really, really causes my heart to sing. Lamentations 3, verse 21. Notice this with me. In verse 21, it says, This I recall to my mind. In other words, there are some things that we need to remind ourselves of. And the way we recall things to our mind and forget not all of his benefits is to meditate on it and to speak it out on a regular basis. So in the context of what we're talking about this morning, we need to recall to our mind, remember how good and how faithful God has been to us. Can I get a witness today? Has anyone had their back up against the wall? But about the time you were ready to fall, the faithful God came through for you and delivered you. Has there been anybody whose groceries were at a low tide and your cupboards were empty, but the faithful God came on the scene and filled your cupboards and filled your refrigerator? Has there anybody in this house who's been down And almost out, medically speaking. The best threw up in their hands and said, there's nothing we can do. But your faithful God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, showed up on the scene and quickened your body and strengthened you and renewed your, oh, hallelujah, and renewed your youth just like the eagles. That's the faithfulness of God. Now notice, When you recall these things to your mind, it gives you hope for your future. Therefore, I've got hope. I've seen his faithfulness in days past. I know that in the future there's going to be tests. But now I have a confident, favorable expectation of good because I'm remembering the faithfulness of God. Next verse. It's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because his compassions, thank God, they don't fail. Now notice verse 23. I want you to read this with a little uh, 1202 spizzerinctum. Ready, read. They are new. Woo! They are new every morning and what? A little bit better. Great what? 
Great is His faithfulness. And when the test comes, and the trial comes, and the enemy comes to rob, steal, kill, destroy, God says, hey, don't worry, I got you. Don't sweat it, I got you. I'm for you. I'm on your side. I'm all around you. And I just dropped by to remind you that there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But I'm faithful. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability, but he will always provide a way out. And his name is Jesus. Hebrews says that he's our faithful and merciful high priest. Peter says he's our faithful creator. John says, look, if you fail, if you miss it, if you fall short, I'm faithful. If you'll turn, I'm faithful. I'm just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And how many of you know there's coming a day when our faithful creator, our faithful God is coming soon for his bride. He's coming on a white horse. And on him is going to be written these words, faithful and true. Hallelujah. And so, we then open the door to God's greater blessings in our lives by being faithful. That's us. By imitating our faithful father. So we need to take a look at, quickly this morning, what is it about him that makes him faithful? Well, number one, he's always there. He's always there. He's always there. Always. As a matter of fact, he said, I will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He is forever faithful and he's forever for you and he's forever on your side. I like the way the Amplified says it this way. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up or leave you without support. Then three times the emphasis is this. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, forsake you. I'm never going to let you down. Never going to let you down. Never going to let you down. But I am going to uphold you. The enemy will try to bring you down. But I would remind you that I'm the upholder. And when you feel down, just reach up your hand because I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. For I am upholding this universe by the word of my power and you are my son and you are my daughter and my eyes are upon you. So be lifted, saith the Lord, and be blessed to live the blessed life. Amen. He's not going to leave you. Never going to let you down. There was an old Motown song like that. But we're not singing Motown today. We're singing Holy Ghost. Say it with me. He's never going to let me down. Never going to leave me without support. Because he's always there. Well then how about us? Are we in the place we're supposed to be? Are we there for our wife? Are we there for our husband? 
Are we there for our brothers? And are we there for our sisters? How about this? Even in the midst of turmoil in our nation, are we here? Are we there for our nation? So he says, well, how can I be there for my nation? There's so much going on. Hey, wake up. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to believe God. It's time to do some weeping between the porch and the altar and hold on to the very throne of grace for a great awakening and for a great move in the United States of America. Are we there for this nation? Or are we moaning and groaning and criticizing and complaining? These things ought not so to be in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is a bright light. The body of Christ must stand up in prayer and fight the good fight of faith. That's probably better preaching than some of you realize. Are we there? Are we really there? When God calls our name and said, I want you to bring $10 to church today and I'm going to show you someone to give that $10 to. Are we there? Are we in? Are we all in? Another way that reveals the Father's faithfulness is, you know what? He just flat can't lie. He's faithful and true. Did you know this, that you cannot be a faithful liar? You can't lie on your income tax and be faithful. Ooh, ra ta 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 ta. <laughs> well, now, it was just, it was, now, you know, they, they have what they call, you know, it's just a little liar, a white lie. I don't know what a white lie is. A lie is a lie. And you cannot hide them lying eyes. It was just a little lie. The problem with a little lie is this. It is following the father of lies. And the father of lies, the devil, is not your father. And if a man or a woman practices little lies, little lies turn into big lies. And I think this, that a person can get so deceived and deceive themselves by not telling the truth so long that they begin to believe that their lies are true. Now, we're not going to go any deeper there because I can't. But God is the father of truth. You see, he's not a man that he should lie. Neither is the Son of Man that he should repent. He doesn't change. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? You see, he backs his words with actions. Hebrews 10 says this. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He's faithful to watch over his word to perform it. He, we could say it this way. He is a doer of his word. 
Habaras. Habaras. Says, well, I'm not God, but you're made in the image and likeness of God. When we give a, a person our word, we need to stay with what we say. Many have been the times that I made commitments that I really, you know, wanted to back out of, but integrity won't let me do that. If I'm going to trust Him and the integrity of His Word, then my Word better be good. Are you listening to me? Don't give your Word unless you mean it. When you say, I do, you better mean you do. And not, I do, based on hormones. But, I do, based on a lifelong commitment. I heard the Hammond organ right there. Okay. Stay with what you say. If you say you're going to be there, be there. If you say you're going to serve, be there. Here's the third one. He's always the same. He doesn't change. In James 1.17, I'll quote it to you. It says this, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variable, is no changing. No change. God don't change. He said, I am the Lord and I don't change There's neither any shadow of turning. He's consistently stable. He's consistently steady. And so if he is steady, if he is consistent, and if he is stable, what about us? In Proverbs 20, in 25 verse 19, it says this. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth... Or a foot out of joint. In other words, not dependable. Now, I have broken my ankle and I have sprained my ankle a few times over the course of my life in different sporting events. And it's not a fun thing. It's not fun to be limping around here. And if I'm limping around the house like this, Brenda can't count on me to do much. Of course, she can't count on me to do much anyway. I got to tell the truth. I can't lie up here in the pulpit. (laughs) But I have been a good husband for 42 years, and I have done the grocery shopping this week. Now, I am not a perfect grocery shopper because she wanted to make tacos or something like that, you know, and. And so I went to the store. I got everything, came home, and she said, You forgot the hamburger, bozo. <laughs> she, she didn't call me a bozo. Yeah. Yeah, she put HB, text me HB. I'm thinking HB. I called her, What's HB? She says, Hamburger. So I'm thinking hamburger bun. So I brought, anyway. <laughs> But if you've had a broken tooth before, it's not dependable. If you had a foot out of joint, it's not dependable. We cannot count on or depend on 
unfaithful men or women in the body of Christ. Can't depend on them. I mean, one day, oh man, whoo, I'm with you 150,000% on the front row. Two months later, ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> Ahoy! <laughs> Where'd you go? Where are you at? Well, I just felt led to go to this church. I felt, you know, that's fine. Go. Amen. Do it. But once you go there and once you get there, sit a while. And more than that, serve a while. Mm. Sweet lips. Sweet lips. Sweet lips, be nice. I never knew God changed his mind as much as he does. Well, God told me this, and God told me that, and uh uh. You've been eating too much pizza. So, faithful folks, they keep their commitments. Faithful folks don't change. Should I say that? I think I should. Now, many times we have challenges financially, right? Okay. And sometimes people run out of uh, money before they do month. Or is that the other way around? Yeah, that's right. More money than month. And instead of being integral, see, when you... When you make a decision that you're going to make your payments on time and you make a commitment with them and you don't make them on time, that's not being faithful. So what needs to happen then is there need to be some phone calls. So I just want you to know that I'm late on my payment, but I'm going to have it in by the 5th or the 6th. That's integrity. You know, that went over like a lead balloon. Okay. Now, years ago, I heard a word from the Lord, and it's just, it, it just resonates so strong with me. It's so good. And, uh, you know, you need to judge whether a word is from the Lord or just from the flesh. What I'm about to share with you is a word from the Lord, not from the flesh. The way you differentiate a word from the Lord and just a word from somebody is does it line up with the word and not only that but does it line up with what I have in my own spirit and you need to be very careful about someone coming along and giving you a personal prophecy because there's a lot of you know so called self appointed prophets in the land today and I'm telling you man they have a word for you now, that does not to, to, to say that there are not prophets or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But listen, if you get a word from somebody, it had better line up with what you already have down here. If it doesn't line up with the Bible and it doesn't line up with what you have down here, throw it away. Don't be ugly to the person, but just get ready to move on down the road. Amen? But this word is so good. Are you ready for it? The word is this. That the faithful shall flourish and they shall experience days of heaven upon the earth. 
Whoo! The word flourish means to thrive, to increase, to enlarge, to grow, to prosper, to abound, to spread out, to make steady progress, to be at a high point in life. Now, where does that word align itself with? It aligns itself with Deuteronomy 11.21 in the NLT. And I want you to read it with me. Ready? Read. So that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore. Who the sky remaining above the earth, the faithful will experience flourishing and days of heaven upon the earth. Now, to flourish like God wants us to flourish, there's got to be some planting. Turn me to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. There's no fruit if there's not any planting. A tree without roots will never produce fruit. Now notice with me, it says that the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He's going to grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those palm trees in Lebanon are absolutely gorgeous. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord. Not just those who attend. Those that are rooted. Those that are planted. Those that are not just halfway in, but those that are all the way in. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord, they're going to flourish in the courts of their God. Verse 14, read it with me. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Some of you just kind of backed off when you heard that word fat. That word fat is not like this. That word fat there is fresh. The older you get, the fresher you get. The older you get, the more fruitful you get. The older we get, the more we allow him to prune us that we may bring forth more fruit for God's glory. Here's what Adam Clark says about that verse. He says, as these trees flourish in their respective soils and climates, so shall the righteous. Now, whether your soil is a local church or a designated geographical uh, region, God has got a place for each of us where he intends us to flourish. Find out where you belong and be planted and be faithful and flourish. Flourish. Thrive. And prosper. And live the blessed life. The blessed life. Listen folks. The most blessed people that I know. In the earth today. Are people that have been faithful. 
I'm talking about not only ministers, but I'm talking about people just like you. The most blessed, and not only that, but the happiest. And the most fulfilled are the faithful. I will never criticize anyone's harvest ever. I will not sit in the scornful looking at how blessed someone is by criticizing them when I know that I know that I know the foundation of their life has been faithfulness. Some of the most blessed men of God that I know. I'm talking about Brother Copeland. I'm talking about Keith Moore. I'm talking about Brother Hagen. I'm talking about Jerry Savell. I'm talking about men like Mac Hammond. I'm talking about men of God who have given their lives for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and whose seeds have gone forth for decades upon decades upon decades and now they're reaping a mighty harvest of blessing. Hallelujah. I get this in my spirit. God's no respecter of persons. Because the seed will work for whosoever will sow it. Did you hear that? The seed. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And you don't have to have a following of 20,000 people to be blessed. I'm telling you, my God, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, has a million ways to get you a million dollars. But it's unreasonable to think that if a person is not planted, that they will flourish. But I'm looking at a group today that are flourishing. To thrive means to increase, to become more successful. It means to advance. It means to be promoted, to rise in rank, or to be preferred. I saw something as I was studying yesterday that I believe will bless you big time. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Don't don't put on the Holy Ghost brakes right now. Because it wouldn't be the Holy Ghost. Don't put on the flesh brakes. This is worth your drive. Psalms 101, verse 6. Psalms 101, verse 6. Hallelujah. This is the Amplified. It says, My eyes shall look with favor or shall search throughout the land. My eyes shall look with favor upon the faithful of the land. Is that us? That he may dwell with me. Now that word dwell there means to abide, it means to remain, it means to live in. In John 15 you see that word over and over again, dwell, abide, and remain. That means a constant communion with the vine. A constant close fellowship with the master. And when you go close to him, he comes close to you. 
And you'll notice when you do that and when you draw near to him on a consistent basis, he just saturates and permeates your life with presence. Oh, so much presence. So much presence. I've seen men and women that have been faithful in this this church throughout the decades. And I've seen men and women with the presence of God saturating their very being. It says, that they may dwell with me. In other words, that my presence may be strong in them. He who walks blamelessly, the word blamelessly there literally means he that walks perfectly. And that simply means he that has a heart to cultivate what I've placed on the inside of them, a heart to cultivate this fruit of faithfulness, he shall minister unto me. (laughs) So I wanted to say this to you today. Did you know that serving him ministers to him? Praise and worship is not the only way to minister to Him. Serving Him is a big component. Oh, it ministers to Him. It blesses Him. But not only serving Him, serving others ministers to Him. Now look at the YLT translation of this. This is rich. It says, My eyes are on the faithful of the land to dwell with me. Whoso is walking in a perfect way, he is the one who serves me. A major area of mind renewal that we need is this. We have not been saved to sit. We have been saved to serve. Part of the dedication of your body to God is your reasonable, rational worship and service to Him. Your service not only ministers to Him, but ministers to those around you, and it is spiritual worship. One of the greatest ways that we serve Him is with our worship. We have people that come in here every Tuesday morning, and I can hear them singing. They're pushing a vacuum cleaner and they're singing. But even if they weren't singing, they're still worshiping. Because any act of service that is done from the heart is an act of worship. Being useful for service. Those that be planted. Those that be faithful. Those that be planted are going to flourish. And those that are faithful are going to abound in the blessings of God. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'm not going to ask for an altar call. But I know that there's people in this service this morning that simply just need to make some just heart adjustments. You know... Lord, I've, I've, I've hid my talent. I, just because of inadequacy or comparison, I've hid my talent. I haven't served you the way that you desire me to. Pray this with me, Heavenly Father. I open up my heart to a new season. It's a new day. 
It's now a day for me to be faithful. I open up my heart afresh and anew to you. I know you're looking for a faithful heart. And I say today, I am that faithful man. I am that faithful woman. By the grace of God, I will serve you with gladness and newness of spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.